From Alderaan. From Alderaan. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. And whatever's left of Krypton. We are broadcasting live from the largest ship. From the largest from ship. The largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. All right, guys, you know what it is. Saturday morning cartoons. Are Yo, you ready I'm for so this? so excited. We kind of get to sit down. We get to relax. We're like, we don't even have to, we don't have to worry about anything. This anything is our day off. Like, day off? The bridge is taken care of. Everything is Yo, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's coming up. Oh, it's coming oh, up. It's coming oh, up. What are we watching? Oh, 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 <laughs> Do we talk about Spider Man? Yeah, I think we should talk about I think Spider-Man. A specific Spider Man, not that yeah. Spider Man. Not that no, no, not that one. <laughs> even though, even if that show is the is the um, inspiration for our douchebags with powers conversation, <laughs> it uh, is. That's a throwback. That yeah, is the yeah, that yeah. is the the foundation for everything we've foundation. done up to this point. Yeah, that um, actually started it all, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Absolutely. Uh, what a journey. Welcome uh, to a brand new episode of uh, Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, it's prop side diamond jab. We're talking about uh, Spider-Man today. If you hadn't guessed, by you... the spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. I'd be surprised if anyone could hear. Oh, no, probably didn't hear any of that. That just that's going to sound like an amalgamation of just shit. <laughs> <laughs> So they're going to be like, certain things were happening so quickly. I was like, I didn't even mention Aunt Mays in that. I feel so bad. Like I, th- I, I skipped over like there's two females in the entire intro and I skipped over one of them. And the only other line was Mary Jane apparently doesn't like newspapers. So. That's that's actually what I'm more interested because I wasn't paying attention. Oh, no, I was I'm not so much more interested all. to go back to hear your commentary. Oh, <laughs> no lizard! Oh, fan this tale. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, go back and listen. Good. Have so fun. The uh, specific uh. Spider-Man we're talking about. Well, spe- specific Spider-Man uh, movie, if you will. Uh, yeah, is Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. So that came out this past week. Uh, yeah, Sony. Sony did a really good job on this one. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm saying this flat out. W- uh, one of my favorite, if my, if not the best uh my most favorite spider-man movie sony has done by themselves oh hands down <laughs> homecoming, I mean, homecoming that that only excludes one movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know you could say that's my favorite spider-man movie except for homecoming yeah pretty much okay yeah <laughs> i just wanted to make sure i, I drilled that into <laughs> the collective psyche of all of our listeners in case <laughs> you were wondering it's a spider-man movie <laughs> yeah, Sony um, did it. So Sony did uh, a full animated film into the Spider Verse, uh, which is a Miles Morales centric film. 
Uh, it is done a- by Pascal Studios. Amy Pascal, of course, mm-hmm. kind of a, a, the Marvel Sony kind of department area. Um, and I, I um, took a lot of risks with this movie. Yeah, there's there's a huge risk reward when it comes to this film. Uh, not for any other reason than the fact that you know you could you could argue there's some Spider-Man saturation that's been kind of slowly bleeding over time now. Now that Marvel. Uh, Disney Marvel is doing Spider-Man movies. Now we have this Spider-Man anime movie and we have the Spider-Man video game and we have Spider-Geddon in the comic. Like there's a lot of Spider-Man going on right now. It's very Spider-centric and it's, it's interesting to see that pivot back from the like Sam Raimi Spider-Man when everything was like super Spider-Man-y. Yeah. Uh, What we had like, there was this unlimited Spider-Man or Spider-Man Ultimate. The, Spr- uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited. Unlimited, and then there was Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate I Spider-Man in, for in a short amount of time. Yeah, but it was still Peter Parker. Was it I believe, Spider-Man I Unlimited? There was Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited, Unlimited was the one where he uh, Counter Earth. It's I, the it's the alternative version where he he goes on the spaceship instead of, when he throws the Venom suit on the spaceship instead of getting off he stays on and he goes up to space and there's well like, he goes to Counter Earth and that there were yeah. all the animal people but I thought that that was. I'm pretty sure that was called Spider-Man I it was Unlimited. Just, I thought it was Justice League Unlimited. Well, I mean, yeah, there is one of those. Could be Unlimited Spider-Man. Use, I don't know. Did they both use Unlimited? Possibly. Know. If wow. so, Spider-Man used it first. Uh, yeah, was Spider-Man copy. Unlimited. Yeah. Was wow. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Fun times. Um, I never realized that. And, uh, you know, go them, I guess. And the... Uh, <laughs> For material that was done like 20 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great job, um, guys. GG. I, I have to say, uh, just um, frankly, just very well put together movie. Um, so I'm putting it out there yeah. now. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Period. I, I, and I love Homecoming. Oh, okay. I would say. Uh, this is my favorite Spider-Man yeah, movie. Yeah, I would say Period. this is. Yeah. I'll so say one of the things, a lot of like writers and comic book artists that I and I've, I keep saying this to people, I really respect said this is the best animated movie they've ever seen, and knee jerk reaction for me is I can't agree to that. Um, but when I try to sit down and think about it, I cannot definitively think of a better animated movie. Yeah, like so, like I'm like so by default. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like the knee jerk reaction is you don't want to give to it, but you don't have something to counter it. Yeah. And I and I feel a little bit bad thinking that, but I mean, there's some things that didn't work for you. I know that. Well, the, the just the like in the animation, and it's a very very tiny thing, and it really didn't detract from it too much um, because I knew it was happening. I knew not to look for it the second time. And what I'm referring to is the 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 out of focus depth of field things. Uh, I like to go to a movie and I like to focus on what I want to focus on, and when I can't, it pulls me out. So like 3D movies. And this movie with the the way they did the animation depth of field to put the the stuff out of focus, I get it. It's fine. It bothers me. It's not going to bother anybody else. But the second time I watched it, it bothered me significantly less because I was just like, I can't do it. I just had to tell myself, don't focus on the other. Just focus on what they want you to focus on. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like <laughs> the animation was amazing. There's so many points in that movie where it was just like. It looked, it didn't look CG. It looked hand drawn, mm-hmm. but it, but my brain was like, it's not like it's, it was like, this could have been hand drawn. And I was like, no, it's not. It's not hand drawn. That's obviously CG. And my brain's just like, 
but I, but I want you to kind of think it is. And I was just like, no brain, we know better. <laughs> Brain's like, nah. Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting take from someone who is an artist. Um, yeah. Cause you're, you're right. There are certain spots where I was like, that really looks hand drawn. Um, there's a point when he's in his, uh, when he's talking to his dad and there's a scene like, and the panel with his dad and the line work around them. And I'm just like, that's, and a lot of these scenes were hand drawn and then CG'd. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause there are so many artists that are posting about some of the stuff they animated and the ways they animated <clears throat> are just amazing. And the animation of this movie is so unique to the point that Sony is actually trademarking. Yep. Uh, or attempting to patent, sorry, attempting to patent the method with which they use to animate this, yeah. which is nuts. Like the last time I heard of a movie doing something like that was kind of when um, Interstellar created a new branch of photophysics. Yeah. yeah, like how light physics work in space, or gravimet- how light interacts with gav- gravimetric field physics, which is balls of the walls awesome. Um, so, well, moving moving on from art. Um, I'd, I'd be really interested to see, as far as writing is concerned, Joe, um, mm-hmm. what you think. Um, so I think – so it's twofold. I think there's a natural predisposition to animated films that expect a, a subversion of a narrative mm-hmm. or that an animated film does not have to do certain things because of the realm that they're in. So – Uh, At this point, because I'm talking about writing, spoilers, if you guys have not seen the film already, please go see it, uh, because from here on out... Yeah, stop listening right now. There are going to be certain things that I will say that you will be able to get the gist of things. There will be certain things that are just obvious spoilers, so Mm -hmm. live with it. Um, I want to start with uh, the Kingpin narrative. So Kingpin's in the film. He's voiced by Liev Schreiber, which all of us had to go to IMDb to look because no one knew it was heavy, him. heavy uh, New York. Yeah, Castle is mine. Not as bad as Louis yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it was it was heavy New York, but it wasn't obnoxious. Yeah, like like Castle. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like that, but it like, was definitely one, heavy. Once I was told it was Liev Schreiber, I was like, oh, okay. okay. I told I yeah I actually told my dad he's a big fan of Liv Schreiber, uh, and so he watches. Um, I forget what show, what that show, Ray Donovan, Ray Donovan. And he was like, wait, what? Really? That's who that is. And that guy, I heard Liv Shriver more in the, my little pony movie. He, he movie. He did this one. So, um, but it was, it, it was a good take on Kingpin. The, the, yeah. the physicality of Kingpin I thought was the weird part. Like, yeah. So we, um, so we're in the theater and, uh, it's me and, uh, our friend, uh, Groff is next to us. And uh, like we're laughing every time he comes on the screen because he is always put proportionally askewed to something that is that should be either bigger than him (laughs) or that he is significantly bigger than. Yeah, he is never put next to something that accurately depicts his proportion, which is ingenious because it, it throws you off all the time. There's a scene where he's in the control room and he's standing in front of this really tiny person in this really tiny chair. There's a scene where he gets out of a truck with tombstone and he is significantly larger than the truck, which makes you wonder how, <laughs> how he even you- got in, in the first place. <laughs> Everything he is next to is meant it to is throw you off in terms of his proportion, in terms of the narrative. The entire motivation is around uh, this is the first time I have ever seen 
Vanessa in something other than a coma. <laughs> yes. Uh, or, or uh, like Daredevil. Yeah. But like to the natch to the outgoing comic book fan, you might know she is. But to the casual person, whether you're watching Daredevil or whether you're watching uh, like like even the old Daredevil movie, you really don't have an idea of who she is other than a love interest. You see both him, or you see both her, and you see his son. Yeah, uh, this is the first time ever entire, think we really like, mentioned him having kids. Uh, well, I mean the the Spider Man cartoon did. Well, did yeah, yeah. but there's never been like. Like that was the centerpiece, right? Yep. That was always an additional fact that about was his, his character. Motive, yeah. This was the foundation of the film. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, there's an event that takes place, and everything centers around that. And it is very easy for an animated film to come up with a comic book reason to have the kingpin go through this entire plan. But even like Brian and I left the theater, and we were like, "Huh." I was not expecting such a deeply personal motivation for a villain in an animated film. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't like like Pixar, right? Yeah, That yeah. wasn't what we're used to. It wasn't like The Incredibles or something like yeah. that, you know? Um, and even then, like, The Incredibles had an issue, uh, or, well, The Incredibles had a certain motivation to it, but this came from, like, a a uh, veteran IP property that I was not expecting out of this character specifically. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was just like, huh, I actually, it made me enjoy the character more, even different iterations of him. I thought back to, to look at those things. Yeah. And it normally, I mean, normally when you look at the Kingpin as a character, you look at him as someone who's like, man, I'm the Kingpin. I'm a Kingpin of crime. So I'm going to do crime. Yeah. Um, we, I'm uh, going to do a crime. I'm going to do crime. I'm going to do some crime now. Um, <laughs> please, uh, please empty your purses and your wallets. <laughs> um, uh, Brian and I are ecstatic about a decision that was made at the beginning of uh, the film with uh, the core Spider-Man that we are all somewhat familiar with. And they, they kind of make you in a very quick order attached to that Spider-Man. Like you want to like this guy, you know how they attached you to it? Uh, nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they played superhero theme while he was swinging up some rafters. Yeah. They, uh, they, they tried to attach fans to that idea of that Spider-Man based on what they were and used even to. His, uh, initial, um, his quips, his, his mannerisms, just his, and his initial interaction with miles. Oh yeah. Um, you're like, he's like, I'm going to teach you, uh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah. I'm going to teach you everything there is to know. Yeah, outgoing. We're going to be, you know, we're going to learn this. To, I'm going to learn together with you <laughs> what it means for you to be a, a person like I am. Yeah. And then, so you get excited for that interaction, and that's and that's where and that's it, where yeah. it hits the fan. Yep. Um, yeah. Then, in terms of uh, other universes uh, that are established, Peter B. Parker was probably the most interesting <laughs> of the group. Uh, in terms of his narrative, they, oh, and, they uh, pulled uh, from. I do want to mention uh, the original. Uh, so the the popular Spider Man that you know you don't see for the rest of the movie, played by Chris Pine. Yes, uh, in good order. Um, uh, he, he did a good job for when he was on screen. Yeah, that is Peter Parker. This is Peter B. Parker, who is played by Jake uh, Johnson. Jake, Jake Johnson, Johnson from, from New Girl. New Girl. Fame. New Girl. And I, I just he he plays and tag. He's in something he's else in, now. Yeah. yeah, he's in something Hooray! else. And uh, he, oh, he was also in Let's Be Cops. Um, yes. Oh, that's yes, he right. Was. He was. Uh, with he Damon. Was. Uh, Damon Wayne's brother. brother. 
Same dude who's also in the new girl for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, he was in New Girl for a while. Um, I, I would have to say I really uh, Jake Jake Johnson. I believe uh, props. You said this where he just kind of plays that cranky like he plays the same character and everything character. he does, but he does it so, so well, well yeah. that it's uh, like his voice. His voice acting in this was just on point. Yeah, um, and uh, you can even see more of that. So they released the Christmas album. Uh, yeah. it's just like four or five songs and in the song and I told you diamond like in the middle of the song he's like just lounge singer in it up as spider-man just like all right how many people in the room uh who have I saved uh no hands okay no one okay how about uh does anyone know uh any anyone that I saved no no hands okay well it's Christmas season all about saving each other am I right come on let's keep going Chris this room is dead <laughs> <laughs> like he just he just flows really well yeah um, and, uh, I think he did a, a great job of portraying a Spider-Man who's kind of been through it, seen it, and maybe he is not coming out the other end entirely unscathed yeah. as far as, uh, emotionally where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, crying in bed. <laughs> yeah. There's like a whole, I mean, it's one of my favorite montages in the film. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of the films, uh, that they, re- they intentionally recount the origin story. All right, let's do this one more time. Yeah, they my do it name about is Peter five B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Uh, <laughs> I've been Spider-Man for twenty-two years. Uh, I saved the girl. I blah blah blah. I did this. I did this. I uh, I, I invested in a badly uh, badly spider-themed restaurant. I made some bad financial investments. You know, like yeah. spider-themed. Don't ever invest in a spider-themed restaurant. <laughs> Girlfriend uh, uh, left me. I uh, but I still get up every day. But I still get up every day. Um, and didn't it show him like crying in the bathtub? It showed him crying in the bathtub in yeah. his Spider-Man in his Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like in a bath it was with the shower on <laughs> like not even like a natural bath <laughs> it, was a it was just the shower on um, it was good in terms of the writing there's uh one thing that i will highlight and i'm seeing it more and more in other forms of media especially with this we talked about the spider-man video game we talked about all these other things and that is more and more writers are incredibly are becoming more and more comfortable altering aspects of a character that people that established fans know and challenging their comfort levels with. Yeah. I mean, they did it in the video game with, uh, with Mary Jane Mm -hmm. putting her in more of a dominant role in terms of their relationship, or at least in more of a, um, definitely more of a proactive, more of a proactive role. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She's not the, the damsel in distress. She is part of the team. She is proactive in what she does. Another example is Lily Octavius. The idea of seeing a intelligent and a smart female character that gets the jump on a on a twenty two year veteran Spider Man and goes, "Ooh, I'm, I'm It's so it it sucks that you know this is going to be very painful for you and as I, yourselves, and I cannot wait to see every minute of it happen." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And yeah. the, just that turn was absolutely. I would phenomenal. say one of my favorite portrayals of a Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, it's seriously, I thought. Uh, just the, like, I didn't quite understand the science behind the arms, but whatever nope. they were. Um, I, I don't think you were supposed to, yeah. I, they'd seem more like inflatables. Yeah. Um, there's, it seemed like something was being pumped through them, which was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. So, but I, I really loved her characterization where she yes. wasn't an idiot as uh, she wasn't. She uh, stood up to uh, Kingpin as well, which yeah. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's our 
yeah, it's our machine. She gets the jump on a tombstone mm-hmm. when they're negotiating uh, <laughs> uh, kind of what's going on. Uh, like it's they were very comfortable altering the portrayal of certain characters. Well, and even and when, this, this when, narrative. when you look at Peter B. Parker, I mean, come on. We usually think of Spider-Man as uh, yes, he's this happy guy, even it's though bad things Peter. happen. Uh, he's got a gut, you know, yeah. like you, you're not used to seeing that. Uh, very many people pointed it out in the movie, yeah. uh, and may being one of them, uh, who, by the way, again, another, portrayal, another character, uh, she was like one of the real MVPs. She's like movie. the Alfred of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, she was so it. good. Um, I she, just love that going into the shed part when they're just like, oh yeah, I have one this of these, is a little like a little place to tinker with stuff and have a like quiet moment to relax. And, and like, it turns like into the spider cave. It's like a back cave. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is just, uh, this, is, this uh, is a bit pretentious. This is a bit pretentious. Um, um, and then you during- have one of these two. Yeah. Except without all the cars, the doohickeys and the suits and the computers. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like during the, like right before the fight breaks out in her house, she's like everyone outside. Yeah. She gets to jump outside. on, uh, who she get to jump on in the fight. <laughs> she hits um, him with a bat. Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shame for Tombstone. He gets dogged this entire oh my movie. God, yeah. Just the whole movie. Just he not just doing well. Um, the Prowler narrative I thought was interesting. I'm not used to seeing the Prowler with like an actual villain outfit. Mm-hmm. So that was new to me. Uh, the sound effect they kept playing in the film was hilarious. Mm-hmm. They kept playing this high pitch, like, uh, it, like low bass, high treble shrill. Every time he would come on screen, it would be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Horror it, movie. It's ass. like it's so weird, but it and made me laugh every but single he, time. And yeah. he's meant to be scary to Miles, uh, which, yeah, which is to portray him in this very like scary role. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing writing wise that jumped out to me uh, that I just thought was interesting was um, uh, everything centered around this kind of this. This kingpin plot and Miles, of course, being at the center of everything, he's kind of having to learn on the fly. Um, and it probably wasn't until later that it it begs – it always begs the question of in terms of his relationship to the people around him, I, I would have been very interested – like – Miles left this movie with no one in his own uh, minus Aunt May, no one in his personal circle of influence knowing who he is. Uh, where you you could infer that maybe his father knows. Uh, maybe like maybe. you could infer it, but 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 we don't know for sure. Yeah, yet. they t- they it's it's like they tease the waters of giving Miles a support system uh, to be able to relate this information to. I guess his like his roommate. Yeah, he but they Ned. threw that at yeah. the end. Yeah, because so. in the, in the, well, they never say his name is Ned, do they? No, uh, I don't believe so. So it wasn't the original Ultimate Comic Books. The, uh, that was, was Ned. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then they took Ned and they put him in Homecoming. Yeah, with yeah, Peter, which mm-hmm. was an interesting choice. Even yes. though Ned in the regular comics, I believe, is a Hobgoblin. Correct. He becomes a Hobgoblin. He becomes yeah. a Hobgoblin. One mm-hmm. of them. Um, but, uh, what I, what I've read a few articles about, uh, and I, I wanted to get your guys take on it is how this movie saw, uh, or how this movie portrayed representation and film of, uh, black and Latino characters. Um, and a, a lot of the initial takes before they saw the movie was that they thought this was going to be standard fare where you would see a movie where it looks like a, uh, an African-American or Latino character will be the main character, but then a white, uh, character just 
takes the spotlight or pushes them out of the way, or they are the real character. Sure. And then the, 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 um, that character gets pushed to the side. And that how a lot of people were pleasantly surprised with how the, um, the um, portrayal of the um, you know, black and Latino characters were. Uh, and how they wish that there was more of them, yes, but they liked that Miles was the main character of this movie. I think I, there's a part of me that wonders, I, I was less concerned about the representation aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Let me actually, I think it, the question that I had was a rephrased version of that. Mm-hmm, yeah. It had nothing to do with the representation. It had more to do with, is an audience ready to accept a Spider-Man on screen that is not Peter Parker? And I think this movie, by by how how positive a reaction I've seen, I think yeah. we are. Um, I it's one of those ones. Uh, they already did it in the comic books, and it worked. Yeah. And then, in my opinion, they won't commit. But uh, I'd like I watched this movie, and I went. There was in, more in the and more, more the evidence that Miles should be the primary Spider-Man mm-hmm. at and, this point. Yeah, and uh, just I uh, kill Peter Parker. <laughs> I kill I, main I, universe. I, I'm, Peter Parker. I'm divided on that because I really love Peter Parker. But, I love um, Peter Parker too, but keep renewing your eyes, Peter Parker. But moving, um, moving back to the representation piece, another bit, thing they really liked about it was that the Spanish, most of the Spanish, uh, was not subtitled. Uh, <laughs> they wished they saw more of uh, Miles's mother. Uh, yeah, we only really got to see the dad uh, and his uncle, uh, but they thought every every scene she was in, she was good. Um, yeah, Rita plays an interesting role. So she, really, the thing is, though, in, in, the, in the comics, he's got a strong maternal uh, role model. You know, well, part of that stems from the fact of what happens to his father. Yep. Like I think Rita, Rita doesn't get that spotlight until what happens to his father happens. Which that makes is, me wonder if that's where we're going. Maybe I I think. The, the thing about Miles's character and, and the thing that I think gravitates, it's why I hope if they do a trilogy in the video games, I would love for the last video game to only be Miles. Yeah. Like I, like I, think, I think the base is ready. It is ready to have even in someone the video other games, than Peter Parker even, step into the primary even if mantle. in the video games you didn't – if you didn't kill Peter but pulled him out of New York. Yeah. You can make something happen. More something. Maybe he has to move – somewhere yeah. else i i can hope i the thinking about like the representation i think it's less about the fact that it was uh an an african-american or uh slash hispanic spider-man it was more how natural it felt yeah exactly like it, not that it was in there at all but it the wasn't fact obtuse that, like, he, uh, he, he, there was natural. no subtitles when he moved between spanish and english yeah that's huge. Because the that's, only person who got subtitles was um, Scorpion, was Scorpion, I think, when he went to Spanish for a little yeah. bit. Um, but that's—I'm pretty sure that's. Did he only speak Spanish in the movie? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think no, he, he spoke like, English. No, he, he spoke, English. He spoke yeah. a bit of a broken English. Um, um, but yeah, I think that just made the character more real. It, and I it, like it felt it felt fluid. It didn't mm-hmm. feel it. They didn't call out to it. They didn't point out to it. Because um, that's because that's a danger you run where you're like ah representation um, there we go there was there's a great uh, thing where an animator uh, someone made a joke and they were just like uh, they were talking about Spider Man's always like hey your spider sense is gonna tingle when you're in danger and like Miles is just like well mine why is mine always on and it was like ooh implying yeah right so. Um, but think about that. Like it wasn't something that was thrown in our face in this movie. It was just something that just felt normal. 
Yeah. Like, and I, and that's that's the way it should be. Just tell a good story, throw whoever into it, but keep in mind the cultural aspects of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they did a good job. You know, that. like hobo esque white people. Peter B. Parker did a great job representing that subculture. <laughs> like that, that brother-in-law that stays on your couch for way too long, that's Peter B. Parker. That's Peter B. And Parker. He perfectly represented that subculture. And he was a um, great non-mentor mentor. Like He did pretty much nothing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, there is one aspect I'm interested to get your take on, and that is the, the inclusion of... Um, the original... The inclusion of Miles in a story that is grounded in where he was. Um, we, we we got a Miles Morales that was not staying with his parents. He went to a private school that he actually stayed at. Right. Uh, he, uh, like, everything was centered around Miles, like, the, a, a very different lifestyle that if you do not live in the city, you really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me that wonders how you guys looked at Miles as a relatable character, given his age, to people that you know that are in a similar age bracket that watch that. Was it was it relatable to 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 the audience at large? Well, I think I think a big thing, especially when considering, yes, uh, like he went to a private school. That's that's why I think they initially started it before he went to that school, yeah. right? They, they gave you uh, his pre-existing kind of situation where he said hello to the kids that he wasn't going to see yeah. uh, because he was going to Wait a minute, school. what? You're going to miss me? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, what I, what I liked was the, uh, he didn't, he's obviously very intelligent, like crazy intelligent, yeah. but mm-hmm. they didn't, again, it's one of those points where they didn't throw it in our face. They didn't hit you with it. Yeah. Right. There's that moment. He's like, oh man, I got every question wrong. Like, well, if you were to answer it statistically, if you were to answer, if you were to guess on a fit on a true or false test, what score, what's the minimum score you should get? It's like, well, around 50%. It was like, correct. So the only way to score a zero on an AB answer test is to know the answer to every question. Yeah. So congratulations. Here's your hundred. Um, <laughs> and like his father bringing up that you tested into that school, just like everybody else did. Um, and I think that really reinforces like if, if they were to basically just throw us that he's really smart and he's super intelligent and he does all this great crazy stuff that pulls you away from that relatability aspect. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that's great about Peter Parker, but, um, detaches him a bit. From, right. It ob- automatically elevates him above. The moment Peter is making his own web fluid is the moment mm-hmm. you lose that relationship. You're and like, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think that's why they also made sure to include like, um, uh, like, and you see it later in the film where Peter's like, well, relax. How do you relax? And he starts he's singing, singing and, you know, badly, <laughs> badly, but <laughs> like, like that's forgetting moments in the song lyrics. Yeah, but that's like, I love Jake Johnson's like, Oh, <laughs> but that's, that's like so very relatable, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, and then he has the, you know, yes, he's super intelligent, but he's got his passion. Yeah. Whereas just because we are smart, uh, say you're a smart guy, doesn't mean that you want to be a scientist. Maybe you want to be an artist, you know, or yeah. something like that. And so, you know, people can relate to that. Um, let's talk about the other Spider-Man. <laughs> spider so they're spider, spider people spider people spider peeps 
Um, in, the, in this film. So uh, in the movie, they make contact with five distinct universes besides yep. the besides the ultimate universe. Uh, and we see um, five Spider-Men come over, Spider-People come over because of that. Um, One, obviously, is Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker from, uh, it's labeled Earth 616, or at least that's the only one that makes any sense to me, but as comic book nerds know, that doesn't make any sense either. So maybe this is Spider-Man 20, 10 years down the road in that uni- in our yeah. core core universe mm-hmm. who knows um we'll see there and he did stuff that happened in the movies too which is also yeah. kind of weird but you know yeah you never um, know um the incredibly popular spider gwen uh or uh, spider woman spider- who finally spider calls woman herself is, spider woman in spider woman the- is has blown up. up from her introduction in originally a, in just, a way that the pre well the other spider woman I don't think has Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Uh, well, she's had, so, so recently. Two, there's been two Spider Women. So Jessica, yeah. Jessica Drew recently has had a resurgence in the comics. Uh, really well, uh, well thought out and well done plot uh, where she actually um, she becomes a single mom, um, and yeah. it like uh, award winning plot uh, that a lot of people really really loved. Uh, but she's not made the jump into well, mostly has not made the jump into any other media. Uh, one is that the argument that's being made is the same argument uh, as to why they got rid of uh, Peter Parker, Mary Jane being married. She's a mom. She's got a kid. Comic book readers don't relate to, uh, yeah. you know, or, vi- you know. Moms with kids don't recover. Don't yeah, yeah. Recover. yeah. Yeah. No, no, um, But they haven't retconned that at all, but they haven't really put her in extra media, whereas Spider-Gwen is a younger character. Um <laughs> And, and has really taken off since her inclusion into uh, the Spider-Verse comic books. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she's exploded. And it's been and it's been really awesome to see and a, and a little bit crazy too. And um, it's it's great to see her on the on the main screen and then uh, she has a weird thing with with the way she got there that I don't know really makes any sense, but whatever for some reason she went back in for, time for plot reasons. Why yeah. not? Because, uh, I mean, with space-time, you're going to be warping both of them. So, theoretically possible. But Yeah. Uh, and then, well, we don't know how long Peter B. Parker was walking around before he wound up, wound up in the graveyard either. And the other three that randomly showed up at Aunt May's house, which apparently their address doesn't change, even in the year 30,000-something, 3,000-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. And the, um, the other three uh, being... Peter Porker. Peter Porker. The spider ham, spider ham, which they go into it very quickly in the movie. But I've had to explain to several people that he was a spider bitten by a radioactive pig. Yep. Not a pig bitten by a radioactive spider. Yes. There is a difference. He had spider abilities before he was bitten by a pig. <laughs> um, I don't know what pig abilities he got other than the cartoon abilities. But uh, that they would have had played lovingly um, by John Mulaney. Yeah. John Mulaney did a great job. Um, hey, take this. It'll fit in your, in your pocket. pocket. Uh, <laughs> do you have a problem with cartoons? Uh, great. Great there. Um, then there's uh, Penny Parker and the spider robot from the the, the 3000s year. That was an interesting inclusion, I thought, out of anyone they could have picked. It was... Uh, you know uh, what it was? Not very many female I'll be, spider th- this people is true, that, but, wouldn't, that wouldn't clash well i'm surprised like, they didn't bring someone like silk well so here's the thing it's too similar the to problem is, yeah i guess here's, they needed something that was distinctly different here's the thing also that's, animation style that's partially true that is also partially true there's there's the 
there's the liberal kind of, oh man, that's a really great decision to include this character in this thing reason. And then there's the business reason. Yeah. And the business reason is you, Baymax is in the movie, i.e. Oh, yeah. add some lovable robot aspect of the film that will sell really well to seriously kids. like and I, that's I get, what I, she like was. i heard people go oh when, yeah, exactly. like the robot, the robot yeah, 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 yeah. yeah me i was just like why doesn't the spider just get out of it and he did and i was Which like oh, okay good he did <laughs> but uh but yeah but the robot so died that, and i had that's no the inclusion in that. i was like whatever that's the inclusion of and of a, a character that is that is in that film and then so, yeah. lastly the last one uh, possibly spider- the person who had the most fun doing like it, it seemed I'm to me assuming. Yeah, I, maybe who knows uh john mulaney might have had fun you know acting like a cartoon spider uh pig, pig. the oh yeah the spider pig uh, spider ham not yeah. spider man spider ham mm-hmm. um i always think of spider pig and go to the simpsons movie um <laughs> but spider-man noir which is uh set in like a 1940s because he punches nazis yes. for recreation Voiced by Nicolas Cage. A bunch of Nazis for fun. Which really reinforces to me that Nicolas Cage should just stop doing live action. He no, just, just do, do voice work. Just do voice work. He, he, he did great in this. Yeah. Um, this cube perplexes me. I will take it along with me. And I will solve its mysteries. Where's the wind coming from? We're in a basement. The wind follows me. And it smells like rain. Um, it was like, I like to light a match and watch it run to my fingers just so I can feel something. And then that when he seems really sad when it doesn't reach his fingers, when it burns out. Um, there's just so much good. Uh, just, just so good. The turtle something or another insult that he threw at somebody when he punches them. He's like, you turtle ham fat? Like, I, don't, I don't remember, but I just remember the word turtle. Like, Why? I heard it twice, and I was like, I have to remember what he says. And I forgot. And it, it makes no sense to me, and I don't know if it's like something they pulled out in the 1940s or if Nicolas Cage was just shooting off. Yeah. Uh, just, just yelling whatever insults. he wanted. He was and they're like, just like, keeper, 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 keeper not nah, lose keeper. it, keeper. <laughs> right. um, the one thing I do find inter- interesting is that so- uh, Sony, I think, is officially trying to find this is <laughs> someone said uh, Into the Spider-Verse is a storyboard for all the ways that Sony wants to show you how Uncle Ben died without showing you Uncle <laughs> Ben, ben died. <laughs> I, I, speaking of that, like Homecoming, very subtle implied home uncle ben died yeah. like it was like oh man your uncle would be really proud of you no mention i don't think they even mention the word ben they don't like no. it's just really subtle we've already seen it and then this one they even say well you know what happened well, and they just happened. show him like f- walking into a bright light and then miles morales says with great power comes great and he goes don't you finish that sentence yeah and that's it uh, uh but if they double down on Every every Spider Man has lost somebody, including the new uh, one. Including the new one. So uh, I did. Uh, I did find it funny that uh, Gwen's was wasn't her. Gwen wasn't was a, Peter Parker. She saves her dad, and then Peter Parker's the one that that dies. Yep. Whereas six one six Spider Man lost Uncle Ben, and then lost Gwen Stacy. Yeah, yeah, that's actually yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you think about it. Right. So every one of them lost one person. Core Core Spider Man lost two. two. Lost two people. Um. And that were uh, very like the the very early Goblin fight, and then the Uncle Ben before and, he and, became uh, Spider Man. I think I think if we want to look at Miles, uh, well, maybe that's a that's a maybe that's a um, a thing that can connect Miles and uh, Spider Gwen Gwen because technically, while he only knew Spider Man very briefly, 
he feels the guilt Miles, from that well, loss. Miles, I, Miles said it multiple times. I think where Spider-Gwen lost, uh, lost Peter Parker, Miles Morales lost Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. And then lost his uncle. And then, and then lost, lost his, his uncle. uncle. And the Spider-Man, the only reason the Spider-Man one resonates is because that's the only other person he knew that had the same experience that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was also very nurturing, unlike the Jake yes, Johnson, Peter B. Yeah, he one. was like, literally, that was what was most heartbreaking about that the beginning scenes, is he's like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one, this is going to be great. Like, they go, I'm going to teach you everything. And then yeah. when, he's, when he's like, I got this kid, you go, it's up to you now. Um, I'll catch up with you. And then you have to watch him die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's and you can you, you just can't imagine what Miles is going through at that point. What kind of PTSD like type thing is going through? <laughs> I can't let Spider Man die. Neither can I. Yeah. Like just the so many good lines in that that mm-hmm. that call back to like he witnessed someone dying and did nothing. Yeah. Like there's that point of indecision. He was like, I should really be helping him. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, you don't um, want to do that. You don't know. That's a bad idea. What are you even thinking? And then just again to to be like i might have the ability to to have helped him and and i didn't didn't i watched it, it uh, yeah and that's that like that's that, that that's that correlation with uh, that robber who peter let away get away yeah. you know um there is one thing i will say is it has been a long time in an animated movie where i have been completely okay with the turn of a character um being so stark not really having an, any found foundation or explanation as to where the turn came from, but I'm absolutely okay with it. And that was the final sequence when Miles shows up. So, so like there's no there's no montage right when he comes back, and so uh, I have to just accept that whatever the uh, the speech that or, or the conversation he has with his dad is this emotional resonance that unlocks this newfound. You know, really awesome Spider-Man ability. <laughs> he got a new level. Yeah, <laughs> be, 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 but the reality is, skill point when skill I'm tree. sitting there watching it, it felt great. Oh, oh my it god, was yeah, so good. I'll admit, when he came back, and I was just like, he's out Spider-Maning Spider-Man. Like he's just he's whipping around. He's doing all this yeah. crazy stuff, and um, we we saw him naturally take to things very yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the like we saw him fail. But if you imagine, even with enhanced reflexes and timing, getting a spider, like getting the um, the web shooters, and then being able to use them effectively within a m- less than a minute yeah. from the start of watching him fail at it. Yeah. Like, he was spending a lot of that time climbing, not even using them. Well, it's funny because there's a line it. in the film when uh, when Peter B. Parker tells him to swing and he goes, I'm, I'm a better runner. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I run better than I swing. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, I think there is some, there's a physicality to the way he moves that I think lends to that idea of, hey, I, I run better than that, I swing. That almost parkour-esque. Yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. get a little bit of that with Peter, but not really. He's, not, a, he's a swinger and a jumper. Yeah. But you get more parkour feel with Miles, and it just flows very nicely. I don't He's saying like like a like a, like a hip hop dance kind of feel to it. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, there, yeah. There's there's like a like a shoulder move he does when he's just moving. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. even the stance that he does with like the hip cock and yeah, uh, yeah. the way he moves. 
that's different. And it's and it's noticeable, like with Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen uh, stands and moves like a dancer. Yeah. Yes, and they, they well, she they, has on ballet. And right, they, she and even they, has on ballet. They shoes. point that out multiple times, and that's what I loved about how they brought these characters in and fully realized them down to the way they, they were fought. very conscientious. Like about so, what they so when you take Spider Man Noir, he looks like he's a boxer. He's a boxer, and you you know you look at uh, you look at Spider Ham, and he he's moves this, like a cartoon. He moves like a cartoon, and and then we have a dancer for Spider Gwen, and then you have you know a robot, a robot, an anime robot. There's a point where she. Uh, where she, uh, uh, Penny Parker jumps on top of the robot, and the robot's arms do this like weird rotation around its entire body as mm-hmm. it spawns like the the like it gets into its power stance. Yeah, very like anime. Oh yeah, like, yeah. For a robot, to and it do. was just like they were so realized, uh, which made yeah. it just that much better. Um, I was gonna say something earlier about as well, like just the fact that they could take five disparate characters who did not know each other before this moment but were able to to as naturally as possible have them connect so so apparently the, Guardians of the galaxy yeah, yeah uh yeah. so apparently uh by the end of the film portals still exist that's our understanding well that you can create them somehow so you spider Gwen apparently figures out a way of bridging the two universes which is the implication either that or he is stoned out of his mind <laughs> yeah at the end of that movie yeah. and, he's uh-huh. just and, like, and i think oh, hey, uh, Gwen. The, in the after the the credit scene, Wanda. Um, the uh, twenty ninety nine, um, just in in in, just, so <laughs> just really goes on on yeah. that uh, on onto that feature um, that there is a way to do it without risking your life, um, right? Potentially, potentially. Yeah. Like we don't know if if it's gonna hurt him for with prolonged exposure or not. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be like similar to comics where if they have the like little wrist. The strappy bracelet. bracelet thing the wrist thingy okay. mcbobber they're so, okay you know um but we'll, we'll i mean we'll have to see the they're banking on this universe hard the, and i think it's said a there's good gonna be a, idea it said there's gonna be a uh like a female trio yeah they want film. one with um they want one with spider gwen the 616 spider woman and silk and silk which and I think could said, do very well. I still want Mayday Parker, but I th- I really think if they do it with the if they have the six uh, a version of the six one six Spider Woman, it's got to be different. It's got to be the mother. It's got to be someone who's either a pregnant or b has a kid. Yeah, uh, you know, because we have Spider Gwen. If you put just regular Spider Woman there, it's too similar as you were saying. Right, and it, it, you're just going to be carbon copying clone mm-hmm. characters. Like, yeah, um, I think you could have had like a regular Spider Man in this. But I think it was more. I think it was better that the that Chris Pine died. Yeah, yeah. Like Peter B. Peter Parker died from the Ultimate Universe in this movie, which was great. We've never gotten it before, mm-hmm. and that, like it was a it was watching Spider Man die made me happy. It made me sad. I know it did. I know it did. I know. But it I, did. I I loved I loved the kind of memorial service that MJ did. Like oh, that I really, like she's talking to me. I think it's more of a metaphor, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think she like, no, I really love the way they did that. Um, yeah. I thought it was very well done. And I liked the interaction that Peter B. Parker had with her. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got to um, do this. I should have brought you bread. <laughs> the, uh, oh the, God, the, the, the moments, the moments in this movie that are like the moments in this movie that I think are, are really well done. Uh, like you said, the, when he shows back up and suddenly he's badass and none yeah. of us are like, 
what? Where's the yeah. montage? Like the badass is so good. In a minute. We, he, uh, realistically, he he would have had to become badass, get a suit, modify spray it, and it. spray modify it, and then meet up with them. And in that time, he went from okay, yeah, he's got potential to. Uh, did you teach him that? Because I didn't teach him that. And yeah. I know it was like, why? Well, I, I, I taught him that, right? And it was like, well, I didn't teach him that. And you sure as hell didn't. <laughs> like, there, the, he goes from like zero, he goes from like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, he goes from like four to 11 yeah. uh, very quickly. But I, um, I like how even after that, though, they showed it wasn't like he didn't just win the day, you know? Like, right. I mean, it was it was a tough fight. And it was yeah. like, you always get back up. Mm-hmm. The But the, the other moments with like, they just show up to the dinner that Kingpin is hosting and it's all Spider-Man themed. Yeah. And they're like, well, it can't be this easy, can it? And they were like, well, I guess it is this easy. <laughs> but that, again, that moment where it was just like, me at a higher level was just like, well, that's oddly convenient. But in the moment in the movie, like if I let myself get drawn into it, it doesn't it's bother very easy me to get drawn at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it like, that's where he just comes back and he's badass. It's I'm not being like, I call bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't break. Like it. I never yeah. pressed the bull. I, I can't think of any time in that movie where I called the, I pressed the bullshit button. Yeah. There was a few times where I saw the bullshit button. There really is. So there's, and so if we're like, using that example, there's there's only there's really only one instance I used the bullshit button, and that was the and that was the end of the kingpin fight. I looked at it a lot, where he was just like, uh, "Have you ever has have you ever seen the shoulder move?" And that he, was a little uses silly. The, the venom yeah. thing, and he propels well, him. Well, he uses the electric, um, his the venom shock. The venom, yeah, the whatever venom, the hell yeah. it is, yeah, yeah. It's like the venom shock thing, which was which was cute. Yeah. Uh, and it was a tie into the earlier part of the movie. Yeah. I what I don't understand There's is a way why him remembering. Why would Kingpin let him do that? That's why. That's why I was like looking at the bullshit button really hard. Where but I was just Kingpin like, had never seen him do that move. Yeah, and he was obviously too hurt to do anything. Which was which is physical yeah. too much too physical to him. So I, I maybe I can kind of see like Kingpin was just like I've won this. You're broken. You're broken. So and then you're, what are you gonna do? Tap me on the shoulder? Yeah. And then he does the weird venom thing, which he had never seen him do before. So. And other Spider Men cannot do that. Correct. So, so he's Correct. never seen us like the old other Spider Man couldn't, or else he would have used it before. Um, the the other times that I caught like let's not call it the bullshit buttons, but shenanigans or please explain more of this. Like we mentioned, they all kind of show up at around the same time, except Spider Gwen who conveniently shows up a, a week, week ahead of the events happening and doesn't disintegrate doesn't doesn't glitch out like the rest of the characters do yeah. i mean she conveniently. starts to she starts, she to, starts as soon to as the other ones show up but, so yeah. like but if we're using the theory of the universe technically peter b parker coming like from 616 is closer in terms of parallel universes than spider miles than Sp- spider than spider woman is right so the only reason they did spider gwen first is because they wanted to establish a semi-romantic relationship between the two of them and they and they've can, already established that they, that, that they want to they they want to right and it's something that. that's happening in the comic books and the spider verse yeah. comics too so i i get it and on a level i'm fine with that and i get why the plot reason did that yeah. but the the shenanigans or the i want to you know explain this button that i just want to just smack is why smash. was she not glitching why wasn't she that. glitching and why was she a week earlier than everybody else like mm-hmm. why 
why wasn't and like there was her one day, two days later, and Penny Parker appeared, and like two days later, Spider Man Noir appeared, and like and, two the, days and the later, thing is that that might have happened. We don't, we just don't know because we well, the thing is, there's there's one origin, but I mean, they would have showed up before that's what I'm saying. Peter Parker died. There's yeah, one true, origin true. point from when the machine is turned on, and then they all theoretically they should all have showed up at the same time, not necessarily. Unless they're saying time is different in these different universes, but we don't know. Right, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like with, with with moving between time and space, you have to move between time and space. So I'm completely fine with that. I just kind of wish that she was the only one, and I get why for plot reasons. Now, are we getting are uh, are we um, all assuming the fact that the reason those Spider Men came over, Spider People, Spider Things came over, is because Spider Man was in direct connection with. Which I think is the implication. Is Goblin put him in the middle of the beam, which is yeah. why it, it it correlated to because his, it was all about DNA. Yeah, they would put pieces of of Vanessa Richard and and and, yeah. and Vanessa's DNA so at that point, in the it beam, and it would pull a version of them over. Peter's DNA. It was looking for the spider's DNA. Well, that doesn't Gwen, mean because Gwen doesn't share any of Peter's DNA theoretically maybe but, but that like spider-man noirs wouldn't be the same spider because it's from 48 60 years in the past and spider hand was bitten by a radioactive pig so time, he wasn't a radioactive so, spider so time, so time is moving differently so I, unfortunately like yeah. i don't i don't think we can look at that too much apparently the or, universe cared more about the theme of a person than the dna, than or, the anything DNA else, or anything else which if that's the rules they want to go by, I'll live in that universe. Okay. I, I don't think you can say like DNA matters. But theoretically, because, like, the like Kingpin wouldn't have pulled over a well, Vanessa he, and, and, and Richard a, that was his. They, right. they, they, they would have pulled over they, one that looked a lot like him, yeah, but didn't which, act the same way. Yeah, and that's just it. They might not have even been his wife and kid. Yeah, that's true. He might so have pulled like, over. If he was pulling a Vanessa and a Richard to make Richard, uh, it would have had to have been him and his wife. Well, I guess. Yeah. Like if they were pulling over of DNA, both of them, of DNA. Richard only exists in a universe where him and Vanessa got together. Yeah, gotcha. Now that doesn't mean that there there's probably not five universes where that happened. Like that they probably weren't pulling five different Vanessas over. They probably only found a universe of those five universes. That's the probably, only thing equation. Only but if you think about it, that's the only equation that I could think that works is they yeah. they searched five different universes in which Richard and Vanessa existed and it pulled over the subsequent Spider-Man from that universe. That's there's the no only way, thing I could think of. There's there's no way Vanessa and Richard exist in the year 3000. Yeah. I or in the 1940s. Well, I mean, a version of them. a version of them. Maybe? I mean, if we're talking about a, a Vanessa and a Kingpin from the 1940s that have a child. Maybe, but that's the, like, that's again where like the the rules that they're trying to establish with this. I don't think you can dive too deep into. And I think yeah. that the Vanessa and Richard were probably from Peter B. Parker's. But I mean, we're going to reality. We're going to dive into it way too deep, <laughs> right? Well, we are, but yeah. like, but, I, but I, I don't, I don't think there's a rule there. Correct. Like, yes. I, don't, I don't, I don't think, think there's a. I think rule. there. It's it's a a cartoon Vanessa and Richard. Varied, I think it's very dynamic. From it, they were like, okay, we need to get from point A to point B. And then they were like, okay, are we going to explain how we got from point A to point B? And they were like, no. Could you imagine how pissed off the Kingpin would have been if he was only able to get cartoon Vanessa, Vanessa and Richard? Richard. <laughs> He'd have been like, uh, what am I going to do? 
<laughs> I'd tap that. Right? <laughs> no. And, uh, there was no answer. <laughs> I didn't even have the energy to acknowledge that. Right? I like, so, no. I, I, I don't know. Like, Either that, way. I, my, I, there's a few things I want to be more explained, but at no point did it pull me out of the movie. Like, there's several Correct. times in a movie where, like, something like that happens, and I, I just, I just hard-press the shenanigans button, and I'm like, no. No. Um, Explain. Explain or 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 I'm or I'm out. And I also want to put it out there. Um, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God to me uh, that the Green Goblin they did was something completely different. We've seen the Green Goblin twice. Well, the already. Ultimate Universe is a giant ass yeah, fucking monster. But, uh, but so. I'm glad they went that way. But, but I not, thought it was not great. That giant. Yeah, he's like, not. That he's big, not yeah. that big. He's 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 more like Venom or the Hulk. That was more like dragon, <laughs> like dragon man. Like yeah. it, was, it was big, like a yeah, huge he, guy. He was able to hold Peter Parker in his, in his leg claws. It's Fing Fang Foom. Uh, Put the right name out there. I said dragon man. I actually meant we're dragon not, man. We're not counting. Oh, you meant no, the no, comic no, no, book no. character. No, I'm yeah, not, not a, comic I'm not book talking dragon man. You do Fing Fang Foom Fing first. Fang Foom is too big. It's first. Fing Fang Foom is too big. No, I didn't not. go to Fing Fang Foom because he's, 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 he's got towered over cities. No, it's not. He can't fit into an underground tunnel. But but can. anyway, I'm I'm I, regardless, I'm I'm glad they went that way. Uh, I agree. Um, we kind of talked about it. He does have a line. Yes. Uh, One when line. He, like then when he's we talking, didn't think he said anything at first. Um, but he's talking to him and he's just like, "Come on, Goblin, can't we do something different?" Like this. He calls him Norman. City. Norman. He keeps calling him Norman. And then he goes, "It's not my call." Yes, that's true. Um, and that's pretty much the only line we hear out of him. Which means he's some he's a sentient right he's not he's not mindless yeah um he's not fang fang foom fing fing fang foom is very intelligent <laughs> i don't i don't understand what's going on here so i'm just gonna keep um, putting like um, non-fact i'm just waiting situations. for you to just drop blue eyes white dragon it was like you do it right in the marvel universe it's the blue eyes white dragon <laughs> always comes back to that but i think overall we can agree that this is a great movie i can't yes, wait to see absolutely. what they do with it in the future i only hope that the um writing continues to be uh of this caliber or better um uh one of the things I like in case people listening don't know, like look into the animation stuff. Like even if you're not an animation person, it's so, really like, cool. I think it's like for every four seconds of animation in a movie, they typically animate. It's about a week's worth of work. So yep. if you imagine like a full length feature film, that's a lot, a lot of time that goes into making that movie. Um, like if you were to think about a month would only be 16 seconds out of a movie roundabouts, yeah. like of a, of a person working on something for every, one second in this movie was a week's worth of work. Yeah, it's crazy. So this movie, about four times the effort went into the animation, and I really, really believe it shows. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, if you can, just I think the second time I watched it, I just went in and I looked at people's, I looked at the faces in the animation, and they're they're mind blowingly awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm like you said, coming from an artist background, I loved everything in this movie. Um, there's a few, uh, like I said, there's a few shenanigans that I want to, that I want to tap the shenanigan button on, but it's nothing that made me dislike the movie. And I think, uh, similar to how Logan made me say Fox should just give up the rights to X-Men after this movie, just be like, we did it. We had the movie that ends our run on it. 
done. This, I think, is, okay, we're done with live-action Spider-Man. You can have it back, MCU. And all we w- we'll keep the animated stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure Marvel would be completely okay with that after the performance of this. Now, I will say this. Go out and see the movie, because it's not tracking well, apparently, uh, revenue-wise. Yeah, please go out. If you have not seen it, go see it. Really, it's not? Uh, somebody was talking about it on Twitter. One of the artists, uh, like Dan Slaughter or something like that, was talking about like it's it's not performing overly well. It's not doing bad, but it, I don't think it's made its budget it's got back. Ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I could see ninety eight percent of uh, critics going in there and coming out happy. So go see it if you haven't. Uh, if you have, go see it again if you want. Um, it's still going to be a great movie. Uh, I think I'm uh, very pleased with it. I know uh, props and diamond are as well. Um, so anything, anything else, guys? Before uh... I think uh, Joe's looking up the. Uh... I'm looking up the revenue real quick. Okay, Let's take a look numbers. at that. Uh, while he's doing that, everybody, um, thank you for listening with us another uh, week. Yeah, it has not made it back yet. Uh, it is at 77 million domestic uh 64 million domestic 13 million international 77 million total the budget for the film was 90 million so yeah so uh i'm getting there but let's let's i make think it when happen. i saw the numbers it was 49 million on did somebody post it so yeah we're we're getting up there and i think word of mouth is going to be the greatest weapon for this one uh it it deserves a sequel it deserves people and i've told people that are kind of on the fence of going to see it in the theaters it is wholeheartedly worth seeing in a theater yes it is it is a theater go experience yeah um oh and there's a great uh memorial to uh stan lee oh my god uh, yeah. yeah in the right before the credits right in the mid credit scene mm-hmm. right before the black credits start rolling well so, even even during the movie oh stan lee's cameo is one of the best oh, geez, ever it's, it's, it's gut-wrenching yeah, uh, yeah just yeah, it the, got it, me just yeah. the smile yeah. at the end of it it was like well what if it doesn't fit it always fits it all, eventually yeah, oh my god yeah oh it was, yeah. it was, and rough. then that smile, and then the pan over <laughs> to no <laughs> return. No uh, it is definitely worth seeing. Yes, uh, go see it. So again, uh, from from uh, me, I'm side. We got props and diamond. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening and uh, smash the like buttons any anywhere you can find them. Uh, smash them. Uh, <laughs> Comment, subscribe, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Sanctuary One Radio, yeah. one the number. Um, email sanctuary one at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Uh, flood that you know email box and uh, let us know what you think opinions things that you want us to talk about questions yeah. whatever we questions lo- comments concerns <laughs> help us help you help us to help us answer questions by you so uh, help us help you help us help you with a little bit of help us thrown in there as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, a little help from our speaking friends. of that I think we're out see ya peace <laughs>